0: what's your bliss part of the anything but credible network my name is thomas raglan and i'm delighted to be coming back to you another week this week's guest is the podcast host of pleasure seeking an interpreter professor psychic medium author what can't she do it's claudia monicelli claudia welcome and what's your bliss
1: thank you so much thank you so much thomas you know i'm thinking to myself if he asks me that now there's not going to be any more questions. Do you want <laughs> do you want me to answer now? Or do you want do you want me to, you know, play around, dance around, and then then give me the big question in the end? No, we start. No, let's <laughs> let's just jump into it. Yeah, let's okay. see where we go All from right. there. Now, um, I was asked once, look, if you were in a room, you had 24 hours by yourself, nobody was looking at you, what would you do? And I thought, oh my God, this is bliss. I would dance. Constantly, twenty-four mm. hours <laughs> to dance constantly. Yeah. That is my bliss. Movement. Yeah. I like to move. I like to move, and if I don't move, I'm a very sad person. Mm. <laughs> but mostly dance. I like to move to to harmony to music. You know, yeah. um, that's what I like the most. Yeah
0: where Where did that come from was that Is that lifelong or
1: is that something you found
0: later? Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> actually, uh, the I could remember as if it were today, me dancing the twist in my living room in my parents, with my parents' family and everybody's dancing, you know, the twist when Chubby Checker first belted it out. So I'm telling you, you know, it's a sign of my age, but that was the beginning. And I, I guess it's in your bones, you know, I mm-hmm. think that it's in your bones. There's, there's an expression in Italian that says, uh, the good morning, you can see the good morning by the light that shines, you know? Mm. And so if that started it then, you know, and as a matter of fact, um, about three or four years ago, I found a ballet teacher and I I thought, could I now take ballet lessons because I'd yeah. never done classical, you know? So I went to her and she said, sure, come in. You know, there were about four of us and there were posters. And I said, do you think in my, in this lifetime, I'll be able to go on my toes like that? Yeah. <laughs> like and she said, well and she you know ha- hemmed and hawed and said well you know you have to uh strengthen the muscles i got it okay maybe not this lifetime <laughs> we had but we had fun we had fun that's great uh, that's yeah. that's really great
0: do you feel like you were did you have that encouragement from your parents to to continue to pursue that to continue to
1: well enjoy that it's funny it's funny because um when I was even younger than, than that, um, my parents brought us to music lessons. And my older sister, three and a half years older than me, first had the lesson, an hour with the teacher. And then I had to wait there the entire hour. And then it came to me. Then I got piano lessons. And they said to me, boy, you have a great ear. You should take violin lessons and all of that. I couldn't do it. I had no patience. I couldn't wait an hour sitting there. And so, so that was the end of that. And uh, we didn't, we didn't, um, they'd never thought of dance lessons, dance, you know, yeah. it, it was something that, that it was out of their mentality and I never did it, but it came out with the high school, you know, the cheerleading, i uh, choreographer, sure. choreographed things like that. And the modern dance. And, and I was, I was a disco queen. <laughs> I was a disc, I'm love not joking. That. I love I'm that not so joking. much. <laughs> I'm not joking, you know, dancing with five people at a time, you know, yeah. swing. Oh, I'm crazy, crazy. I can't that's even amazing. believe I did it myself, but it, it was, it's fun. I, yeah. at weddings everywhere on the dance floor, I'm the one who gets people off their chairs mm. and it's, that's, that's my life. I mean, that's my bliss. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's great. And I can see that. I mean, I can see that coming <laughs> through like they, they this genuine passion, this genuine oh, yeah, like, yeah, excitement yeah, no. about it.
1: Oh God. I mean, yeah. if there were more hours in the day, there, there are so many different dance types. For example, well, I do Argentine tango, and that's fine. I've been doing it for a long time. And that's a dance you have to dance together. So with COVID, you know, we took a hit, a big hit. Yeah. And so we have this under under underground community in Rome where a couple of places organizes it. it you know, these milongas, they're called. But uh, things like, um, I don't know, uh, the... Anything. I, I wasn't a, a an a Spanish, Hispanic dancer, I can, I do that very easily, but that was, I preferred the more technical type of dance, like tango. You have, there are a lot of rules, you know, mm-hmm. there's this eyeing and, and glancing and, you know, talking without words and you have to, it all goes on before the partner picks you, you know, and it yeah. becomes dangerous because then the men glance at you and then maybe there are three of us sitting down and we all stand at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Once it happened and the man crossed the room and he didn't want to dance with any of us. He just went to get his <laughs> coat that was behind us. <laughs> we felt oh, like my fools. God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: But the fun thing is that <laughs> I can remember the first um, tango lesson, it was a husband and wife and uh, they're a very interesting couple, right? Both Argentine. And we get the first Ideas of what you have to do. You have to walk backwards. Okay. And I wanted to specifically do Argentine tango because I thought maybe I'll learn what it means to be a woman because there's a male, Mm. you know, in English, in the English language, they say follower and leader, but in the Italian language, they say the male role and the female role. So, yeah. (laughs) So they're walking backwards on heels, you know. And I I stopped one night and I spoke to the woman. I said, you know, how could you stand it? I mean, you have to wait. You always have to wait. And she says to me, you know, us women have a very important prerogative. You watch, you look at all of the people, all of the men dancing and you have, you can say, no, you just turn your head and Hmm. that's it. That is your, that's your power you know. Yeah. and she was absolutely right Wow for I don't know <laughs> it was I, I who like to dance you know it's I, I, I'm not, but I she had a point there she got me right into the culture of Argentine tango what it means to be in the role you know yeah it's social dance
0: sure yeah um. Quick note, I so tango and disco are two types of dance that I have also done. No, 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 you have to
1: uh, now I want to know everything. So
0: as as a matter of fact, we um when I was in high school, we created a uh a tango disco fusion dance no. for, a tap, for a talent show.
1: No, what have uh, I missed?
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and um it was yeah, we um we were hosting a talent show myself. And um, so I was, I was head boy of our school and the head girl. Also um, we decided we were going to host this event and it was a talent show slash fashion competition, you know, very much like a, like a uh, Miss America type of thing. Right. right? right. Um, and it, but it was, uh, it was called Mr. And Mrs. Wolverine. Cause we were the Wolverines. <laughs> um, and we hosted, and we said, you know, in, in addition to hosting, like we we're both to perf- we're, we're both we're both performers, uh, just in general. And so, we said, why don't we do something at the intermission while the judges are tallying? Right, we oh. can do something. Let's do our own thing. And so it started off. Well, maybe we'll do a dance or something together. And then it was like, well, what type of dance can we do? And we and we kind of both jokingly came to like, well, let's do a tango. And it was like, well, well, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should look into this. And <laughs> We started by um, we used Roxanne from uh, oh, the, yes. the Ewan McGregor version from from Moulin Rouge. Yeah, um, yeah, and beautiful. We use that to start, and then you know we're we're going into it. We, we that's very it for wild. Kind of it is wild. Very, yes, yes. Um, we get into all of that, and then you know right when it's kind of at its apex, it, the the beat completely goes out, and we hit B yes. G staying alive, and we start <sighs> dancing to staying alive, um, and we end with freak out. <laughs> and uh, we go through the crowd oh got the whole thing. Oh yeah. my God, this is it wonderful. Was, uh... It was, it was wonderful. I was actually part of it. And then I was when, in college as part of a tango club, um, oh. was one of the like founders of that. So uh, wow, yeah, it's uh, so when you said both tango and disco, I'm like, I am right there. <laughs> with you
1: yeah, because I minute. keep telling the men, I keep telling men, you know, you've got to start dancing. There's 10 women. There are 10 women for every male. Come on. We need yep. them, you know? Absolutely. And it is, oh, it's, it's fantastic. And every time, because for work uh, as a professor, I used to travel before COVID a lot. And everywhere I went for a conference, I went to go see the underground <laughs> tango groups yeah. and that, at the end of a long day. You know? Yeah. Wow. If, if I if
0: I find any footage of that, I will send it <laughs> for sure.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Was, I want it to see. It was a good time.
0: <laughs> well, on, on the note of, of kind of not just the Argentine tango, but I'm curious, like what what typically prompts you seeking out a new dance style or what has, what has like brought on those different dance styles for you? Is that something that you seek out or it just kind of comes to you?
1: Well, well, it's the culture and then the people you meet, you know, you meet a Cuban and they, you know, they they turn you on to a certain thing that's not really mainstream uh, in, in, in the world, but it's particularly Cuban and, you know, things like that. And, um, and it's, that is because, you know it is a universal language it, you don't have to speak i mean tango is let's say by definition i want to say but it's it's my definition it's a it's a dance between two strangers all right strangers in, in the broad sense sure. of course couples go together they dance there are couples who dance right And what happens typically, at least in in this neck of the woods, I am I'm in uh, Europe, in Rome, they, um, couples come and they do the first tanda together, which is the first three dances, three tangos together, and then they branch away. The the woman sits, she waits, and the man goes around at the room and chooses another partner, you know. Um, But I like that. I like that typically you know just trying to read the signals without speaking i love that because i'm a linguist i work with language every day you know (laughs) when i go dancing i don't want to talk anymore Yeah, but like you said,
0: it is a universal language. How did you get language.
1: into it? How did yeah, you get
0: it? You know, I I just always been. I, I think I mentioned this, but I've always been just attracted to performance in general. I, yeah. I love being in in front of people. I I, I love public speaking. I love, um, you know, I, lo- I loved to do acting and and things like that. And I ju- it just kind of became like a. I started, you know, I would do like little dances at like school dances that like no one else was doing, right? I would like just make things up. And then they would like people be like, oh that's That's all I mean, that's that's not
1: common, you know. I mean, well, you and that's that's a liberation. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, and I just, but I do feel, but I feel like dance is liberation, right? Like, they, yes, like you mentioned, yes, like yes, yes. if you were if you were stuck in a room for twenty four hours, like that's all you would do would, would be dance. Of course, why not? Of course, yeah. Um, sure. And and there's so much emotion that can come from that too. Oh, I think God, the other yeah. piece is, you know, one of the things that was really popular, right, about the time that I was in high school was the show. So you think you can dance? And uh, so when yeah. that show came out, it was like well, there's so much more to like this than than ballet, right? Like, because that's really like when you're a kid, it's like, well, your options are to like do your little school dances and and to do ballet and whatever. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is different. And this is like like expression. And I don't know. I've just always found myself kind of gravitating toward again, performance in general, but then dance, it was like, Yeah. And then in in college, I was in a dance company for a while. Wow. Oh, give me more. uh,
1: (laughs) What kind of dance company?
0: So it was like kind of similar to what I was talking about, but it was, it was, um, they were uh, what we call semi touring. They, they did, they mostly did stuff in, in our little town, but they did do, you know, some regional stuff, but it was like literally like three years old to, you know, 22 years old, something like that. Wow. Span of your
1: uh, developmental age. I mean, come on.
0: Um, So there was, it was typically like, if you did a show, like you wouldn't necessarily like 22 year olds weren't dancing with like the three-year-olds typically um though sometimes um we did a we did a, a jazz version of scrooge um oh. once and uh, i believe it was uh, scrooged uh all jazzed up like the dickens i believe oh. was, what it was called. um and i played scrooge and so there was actually a lot of like, performance and storytelling to it and then you know a lot of the dancing for me in that one was like it was more like It was more um, like physical acting. So it was a lot of like they would dance and I would get beat up by the ghosts, right? Right, And I would, you know, those types of things. (laughs) um, And then there was like a huge like solo Scrooge number um, in the middle as well. And so dance. Yeah, it was uh,
1: um, a dance solo.
0: Yep, yep. And what what Um, was that like? it was uh it was a lot of like because it was like jazzy right it was so yeah. it was just a lot of um the way it was, it's like a lot of spinning is <laughs> i felt i felt like i was just spinning all the way around but um yeah so it's like uh, and there was a lot of kicks and a lot of things like that things oh, that i hadn't necessarily done before but um yeah it was it was a good time and so uh yeah i think in general like i've just always been drawn to to performance and that's really I think what brought me into the dance and I haven't done a lot of dance, frankly, like uh, especially like uh, actual like performance or anything in a very yeah. long time, but it's, yeah. uh, it's always something that's like close to my heart.
1: Yeah. Well, at least this COVID is really given, you know, we've taken a hit with that. Tell me a little more about
0: that. You mentioned that, you know, obviously like, like just within like the dance community, but, but for yourself, I mean, what, what, what did you experience through that? What, what, how did that change kind of your day to day? How did that, how does that change what you're doing now?
1: Well, uh, let's say I swim more. I swim, not every day, every other day, yeah. uh, just to, so I'm saying, I, I have to, my son said to me, you know, you have too much energy for your, your own good. <laughs> it's just part of my nature. You know, I, I have a lot of energy and, um, I have to be careful because I burn out, <laughs> especially yeah. during the, during the spring. But, um, so, so I, I like to go swimming. I'll go swimming. Uh, we'll do Tai Chi on Sundays. There's an outdoor Tai Chi. Um, there's Zumba classes outdoors. Now the gyms have opened up again. Um, and you know, that kind of thing. And we started at least I started when COVID first came in and the masks, the empty roads, there were no cars long, 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 long walks. These yeah. long, 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 and then started as we started seeing the the streets being populated again, the cars. I thought, okay, let's hope and pray for the gym to open because I, I don't I I like the swimming pool. I don't like being in a class and you know being mm. t- told what to do. I guess you yeah. could tell what person I no there's a there's a reason for that. I used to work in a health club all during sure. university and I and I was I was the one jumping around, you know? <laughs> so, right. but um yeah I come from from a running past, you know, running okay. long distance slow, you know, that kind of thing. And um and so I I like to do something all the time because or else I, because I work as a, a professor. So our research is typically has you alone individually. If you're working with another group, you always have your own project. And so you, there's a lot of looking at it, being at the computer. And so if you, if you don't get up, it's, it's, vital. I mean, you're going to die if you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Just that, like you said, that need for that movement. And and like you said, when, when the pandemic hit, I mean, that shut down a lot of people's typical movements and we did see like, We saw a lot of people who did try to find alternative ways to do that, but we also saw a lot of people who just retreated into themselves and said, you know, I I, I can't do this. And I don't fault uh, either side, right? Like you, you got to figure out kind of what works for you in, in a time well, of crisis.
1: Let's say um, you work at a university at uh, at time at, during, uh, during some of your time. So for us, let's say we had no time to do that because all of a sudden, okay, do it from home. So we all had to get a do- different different type of repertoire. And the problem was that I teach simultaneous interpreting, you know, earphones, listen to one, and I've been doing that a long time. So how do you do it online? What kind of program? What kind of platform? How could I listen to the original? How could this, you know, so there was a whole three or four months at an international level studies of which plot, you know, that kind of thing. But then we got, we found the answer, which was Zoom, because Zoom Zoom Mm. webinar comes out with actual interpreting booths where you put people inside, they listen to the original yeah. and we can monitor and listen. So um, that, that let's say I even had more contact, but the problem was that being in front of a screen so much makes you go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> makes you go crazy. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. You do not get that. You don't get that real energy that's one of the things you know we've been back i was mentioning to you before we started we've been back this week this is the first time that we've been back on campus in oh, really 16 months yeah Ooh, um
1: we'll be back in september so
0: okay, okay. Yeah. yeah um yeah. and so we you know just this week and we've we've also hired a bunch of staff in in the middle of uh being remote working so some of them it's the first time they've ever been here oh. and one of the things that i was saying was that very first day um all the, the the biggest change I felt was the energy. Um, mm, because nice. we've been we've been, been meeting remotely, we've been doing these types of things. But when you're around other people, and you just oh, get God, to feed yeah. off that energy, it is yeah. completely different. I really liked working from home.
1: And yes, then when I, I got back too.
0: here, I, I was like, go. you know what, but I do think having some of that energy sometimes is
1: really beneficial yes, for yes. me. Yes. Um, um, I want to ask you, uh, so you're back yeah. But that does that imply also wearing masks? Because when we go back in September, we have to go through the entire protocol again, well, you know, the cleaning every an hour and a half. And, you know, so it's the mask still.
0: Sure. No, you know, it's changed a lot, um, even since they announced that we were coming back, because originally it was, if we come back, we're going to have to have masks. And then it was, well, if you're vaccinated, you can have, you don't have to have masks as long as everybody in the room is vaccinated. And then it was, well, if you're vaccinated, and you have 10 people in the room, you don't have to wear masks, but anyone over 10, then you have to wear masks. And then it was, And so, and then there was a lot of questions about that, like, what do you do in a classroom, right? Because the classroom is not going to be only 10 people typically, sometimes, but not typically. Um, And then when they looked at kind of vaccination status and with um, like the Department of Health and those types Mm -hmm. of things, they determined... Well, our vaccine rate is high enough that we think we can open without masks, um, and so now, yeah, we are. Unless you, we have signs on every door that says if you're not vaccinated, you need to wear a mask. But anyone who's vaccinated, it's their choice. But right. most people are not wearing masks right now.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah, that's going to be difficult. It will be difficult. But we're facing another problem as well, um, that there will be students who will not want to go back and we have to offer both options within the same time slot. So, you know, that's going to be pure hell because you have the class in the front of you and your video and, you know, you, you don't know where to talk.
0: Yeah. We've, but, we've tried, we've had a couple of hybrid meetings since I've been back because not all of us are back every day. We're doing kind mm-hmm. of a, a hybrid schedule and we've yeah. had a couple of remote meetings and we're finding the same thing. It's, it's, it, who do you talk to What what's the actual audience? You're so used to talking to the screen. Then yeah. do you do that? And then forget the other people that are sitting around the room with you. Do you, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, how do you project it? Yeah. I think there's a lot for us to continue to work out as well. So
1: Yeah. And with the thing that the discipline that I teach, we have to wear the earphones. Right. You get one in one ear. And then they, you know, so so yes, I don't. cannot hear five. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Tough. Wow. Tough. Tough. Yeah. Tough. I wouldn't
0: tough. have even thought of that, but that makes so yeah. much sense. So yeah. tough. Yeah.
1: But you know. I guess it's change. <laughs> it's a change. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what I keep saying, you yeah. know, cause we, when people were talking about going back, they would always say, well, uh, you know, back to what it was or, or back to normal. It's like, it's mm-hmm. not though. And it never will be again. Like, and that's okay. We, we just need to adjust. Like we had, we had pre pandemic, uh, pandemic and post pandemic, and we need to figure
1: out what that means yeah. for us. Um, yeah. So it's Interesting. a learning process for sure. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> and everyone, I get the question at least once a day. What do you think? Uh, Will we ever go to? And and invariably, I'm not a no person, but I, no, no. Where do you live? You know, no. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but but that's that. And the big thing that the biggest change that I've really, that um, has affected me is the traveling, the travel ban. Yeah. When there was no possibility to get on a plane, it was terrible. All right, I'll give you an example. It slowly started opening up. I have a son in Berlin and he had just had a baby. His wife had a baby. And I, I, he said to me, look, you can travel if you have a family member in Germany, because there are two cases, either you travel for business or you travel for family reasons. And right. so I had to carry a lot of documents with me. I had to take the uh, uh, the swab and all of that yeah. before, after, in two languages and bring it there. All right. So I got it, and there were they had no more direct flights. Rome to Berlin is a two-hour flight. But the changes that the airlines have made um, made it so difficult for, for me to get a direct flight. So I took mm-hmm. two legs there and two legs back. Mm-hmm. Fine. On the way back, went through Munich, came home. Two days later, I got a call from Lufthansa saying, look, there was a, pass- a passenger who came on in Munich who sat near you had COVID. He was, oh. he tested positive And I thought, oh Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I had to go get tested again. Yeah. <laughs> you going, you get it wow. coming back. again, And I was, I was, I didn't know what to say, so right. I rushed, <laughs> and that that was that. And um, so so it has increased, you know, the, the amount of travel that you could do. But, for example, yesterday I was just reading an article that the United States is closing down to European passengers.
0: Hmm.
1: Good thing I didn't buy my ticket in November. I was coming for the whole yeah. month of November, but yeah. uh, we'll see. Maybe they'll, they're thinking of a, the U.K. that's now in a difficult situation. We'll see.
0: Yeah, it's um... – yeah, I think, and it, it makes it so hard, right? because we are we are a global society now. We're yeah. not a we're not we we're not just localized to our little areas or our little states or cities or countries. like we are a truly global society now. And I think the pandemic helped us remember that, especially with yes. things like this, yes. um you know, the fact that you and I are talking so freely right now, right? is like yeah, eight, yeah, we have an yeah. eight hour time difference that we could just right, jump right, on right. and talk to each other
1: exactly, um, which, yeah, is,
0: yeah, which is which yeah. is truly amazing. But it also, does remind us like oh, but that means that when there's restrictions, it is impacting all of us. It's not just impacting yes, exactly. Italy, right? Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Gee, well, from dancing <laughs> to COVID, this is what and we do. Back.
0: This this is the name of the game on What's your bliss. <laughs> um, so, what you,
1: about the name? If I could ask you, of course, the name. Yeah. What's your bliss? How did that come about?
0: Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the quick story I suppose <laughs> is that, um, my, uh, my, my son who was my first guest, um, mm-hmm. he is, uh, he's in college finishing his last year. And, um, when he came to live with me, he's adopted. And when he came to live with me, he, um, was a, was a junior in high school and oh. he was moving to a new school cause he was moving in with me. And, and wow. so he, um, he he was going to a brand new school in a brand new city. And he, wanted to stick out and wanted to get friends. And uh, so he wanted to create a catchphrase was what he said. And so he thought he'd start going up to people and saying, Hey, what's your bliss. And (laughs) uh, you can imagine that, you know, a bunch of 17 year olds, uh, they were like, what are you talking about? Uh, Like, What are you, what what does that even mean? Um, How long long ago was that? Failed miserably. It was about seven
1: years ago. Oh, Uh, long time. um, Then you've been at it. Good. Um, Good
0: for you. So he, he did that. And, um, you know, actually, it, it took a long time before I did anything. I just started the podcast uh, a few months ago, but mm-hmm. it was—I um, always remembered that, and I thought when I when I decided I wanted to do a podcast about joy and about how like what things make us truly happy and how we can can do that with others. Because as I mentioned to you um, earlier, my job is quite reactive and and oftentimes very negative because it requires that students are misbehaving, right? right. Um, for me to be able to <laughs> right. do you deal job. with
1: problems. <laughs> exactly.
0: So I wanted to do something that brought joy and positivity and, and yeah. gave me kind of that outlet as well. And I always remembered that the what's your bliss story. and And I just thought like, that's actually really great. That is what I want to yes. know is what, what is bringing people bliss. And so I even, I had him on the first uh, episode to, to kind of talk about that and to thank him for How uh, was indirectly he? giving me that. How uh, was he? he? He was good. <laughs> he was good. Yeah. Uh, he was good. We talked about cooking and it was, uh, it was, it was a nice little time. Um, he and I cook together still and uh, have, have a blast <laughs> doing it. So yeah, it was, um, that's, that's like I said, kind of the, the short ish version. I guess it was kind of long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you always been in that area in Colorado or, have you traveled from? Yeah, to... yeah, That's a good question.
0: Yeah, I um, I, uh, I've always been in the states, certainly. Yeah. Um, But mm-hmm. I um, grew up here, and I also then went to um, uh, Missouri for graduate school, and uh, that's then I also
1: interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. What is um, the university there? Um, well, the one university?
0: the one I went to there was uh, Missouri State University. Okay. Yeah, um, it was in Springfield, Missouri, which um, is southwestern oh, yeah. Missouri. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also did a little bit of time in upstate New York um, at Oneonta. Yeah, it was only a couple months. It was, it was an internship. but <laughs> uh, And then I went to Reno, Nevada and um, was at that university there and then came back here in 2013. Oh, you must have been since. so happy
1: to go back. So, oh, yes. Yes. Oh. No,
0: no place like <laughs> no. home, as they <laughs> right. say.
1: Yes. Judy Garland. And she knew what she was talking about.
0: She absolutely did. <laughs> um, another dancer, uh, certainly.
1: A- yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: You mentioned something earlier that I wanted to, to hit on, which was that you said um, you were talking about, uh, you know, certain times where you've had maybe no patience. And I'm wondering oh. if that has, does that translate into um, anything in your, your? You've done a lot in your in your professional life, yes, and I'm wondering does. if it's that's because perfect,
1: you need it's more perfect. of that. It was yeah. perfect question. That is all right. There was a uh, let's say in 2014, 2010, 12. Well, the the beginning of 2010, 12, 11, 12, 13, 14. There was, um, you know, this. I work in a university where there's a hierarchical system just like in the military and it should be functional, but it's not, you right. know, it's not, they're just ranks, but they oh, don't I know mean anything. You know, <laughs> you know, right. And um, and I used to start, I you know, hot headed Italian, but we're in Italy and, but I was yeah. seemed to be the hottest head and <laughs> screaming and you know ranting yeah. on and, and screaming out ne- nepotism and all of that people were being um, were, were being going up the ladder of success and I had far more qualities uh, and far more qualifications. And I thought, okay, let's sit it out now. What this is not me. I don't, I don't, I'm not angry like that all the time. So I thought to myself what they're doing, I'm trying to, you know, I started thinking about the, the psychological, why is this happening to me? And I thought, well, they're just telling me just not to do anything. They don't want me to have any power, so I'll take a step back. And the thing is, uh, and it links to a book that I'm writing now, is that um, when you have power, it means, it implies that you have a position, uh, a a decision-making position, so let's water it down that way. But when you are of power, when you're an influencer, that means that you have a following, people come and let's say that in the university, I had quite a following. I taught one of the uh, disciplines that brought all of the students, you know, 90% of the students in that. Okay. So I said, okay, I will sit back and do something that I enjoy. And by out of a whim, I opened, I created this online persona called Christelle Martinet. And I started reading cards in YouTube and mind you, I had never gone to YouTube, not even to look for my astrology sign thing. I never went, but I used to listen to songs. So then I, I, by chance, I saw a a reader. I said, okay, well, I read all the time, you know. So I started and I only showed my hands because I thought, God forbid students come and see me. (laughs) All right. So then I started. And one day, um, a, a, a guy who, worked with marketing said to me, you know, why don't you go live? I said, what? (laughs) Very camera shy. Uh, He said, go live. That's where it's out. That's, that's, you know, your audience wants to, okay. Mm -hmm. He convinced me and it was in December. I remember the beginning of December in um, 1917, 2017 and 2017. And, um, and all of a sudden I started having all of these followers, you know, coming up and I thought, well, Jesus is not because of my pretty face it's because it is a face, you know, it's a face. <laughs> and, and, and I guess the personality comes out, I don't know what it is, but so that started it. And at the time, so I'm laying back with this online persona, you know, getting another hat, university hat, this hat. And at the time, I had a book in my hands that I was writing a book proposal for for my academic publisher in in, in uh, Amsterdam, and I sent it to them. And it was uh, the title, the draft title, was something like "Women of Power," and uh, the idea was that I would use my research on my linguistic, social linguistic research on on TV series and media in general on how women were represented in the media and. How the media took from real life uh, an example scandal, the TV series scandal with Kerry Washington as a uh, protagonist. She was she was the lead. Uh, she had the lead role. She was a fixer in Washington, and that was fashioned after uh, a, a real fixer in Washington DC. And so my my theory was, you know, that they are mirroring each other, right? So I sent I. Sent it up. They said, Oh, this is great. This is great. Give us a, you know, let's, let's start, you know, hold the call, contract. Let's put it down in writing, you know. Then I thought to myself, No, I can't do this. I can't do another academic thing. I can't, I can't because I wanted to have fun. You know, it, it was time for me to have fun. So I thought, okay, let me try. I, I've never published a, a, anything in the United States. So I thought, okay, let me, let me talk to somebody who knows the market. And I um, got in touch with a through a friend of a friend, a literary consultant, okay, she, she would be consulting me and telling me about how I would need to approach the market. All right. So I gave her this book proposal. And she said to me, wow, that's great. That's great. Let's try, you know, let's work on a proposal. And so that women of, of, of power ended up being what's called now live like you've got super powers, um, the magic of pleasure seeking. And the, and that's how I opened my podcast, because at one point she said to me, you know, you got to get rid of the shackles of that academic language, because every now and then it turned a corner of a paragraph and sure. uh, it's terrible. Yeah. So she said, read it. You've got to hear yourself read it. And so I thought, that's right. She said, I see you on YouTube. I know you, do, you can do it. So I started the podcast. I put the goddess chapter and the power and all of so all of the chapters, all of the episodes represent a little bit of a, a piece of that book. And and here I am with this with this product <laughs> on pleasure and everything seems to you know coalesce in the end. And I realize that every time I have always ever ever in my life filled out any kind of dumb questionnaire, the magazines at the hairdressers, it always ended up that I do everything for pleasure. That's what moves Mm. me. I won't do it. If it goes, I can't stand pain or else I would have all, I would have tattoos all over and I I really would like a tattoo, but I can't think of having pain, you know, but uh, that's how, how it started. You know, that's how it started and, you know, being that hothead and, I don't want to. it's just bad energy for me. And I work with energy now and uh, I'm a clinical hypo, uh, hypo, a hypotherapist, <laughs> hypnotherapist. <Yeah. laughs> and I work with past life regression. So I work with yeah. energy and that is the thing, that is the most that moves me. And um, I, I find that um, one thing that's uh, quite interesting for me Uh, through my work in YouTube and, and through my uh, energy, spiritual work, I find that um, Americans in general have difficulty with the notion of death Mm. and the spiritual world per se, you know, they need a good and they need a bad and there are angels and there are devils, you know, in their minds. And and they don't even want to talk of the dark side or Mm. the light side and, and forgetting that, you know, we have the, sun and the moon. I mean that right. every day. And if you don't embrace it, you're not going you're going to have trouble. You <laughs> know, you're going right. to have trouble, you know. Yeah. Um so, so um, that's I mean, I I really like to say the devil made me do it when I do something and I do it intentionally, but I know that what is going to happen if I do something, right? And um so we all have this, okay, I do have this blissful happiness and happy-go-lucky, but don't cross me because I I am a bitch. Can I say that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, but but it just flares up and then it goes away. Sure. It, it goes away. Get angry and get it out and that's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the authenticity certainly around that too. And um uh, it it surprises me a little bit because you're just so damn likable uh, and personable, <laughs> um, <Well, you're> <laughs> but, but um, you, you know, I'm curious around and, and maybe this is getting a little into the spiritual and the and energetic yeah. world, but yeah. um, I'm currently reading a book um, on energetic boundaries and I'm curious from your perspective, like how, how do you feel like, Who's especially the when author? things Who's um, the author? Cin- Cindy Dale mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm curious from your perspective, what, how you feel like you're able to kind of set those boundaries for yourself so that those types of things maybe don't come up where it's going to be like, Hey, this is going to sap a lot of my energy today.
1: Yeah. Well, I had to learn that. I had to learn that right off in the beginning. I mean, in, in YouTube, when I started doing that, I, I, it was like the first day of class so many years ago, when you had the students and it was 20 to one, and I'd leave the class crying because I take things personally, everything that people write underneath the videos, I was shocked. I didn't even think that you could turn it off. You know, I didn't even think like that. So then I'd shut down for a couple of, of weeks. But what I do um, is I didn't realize how much negative energy comes to you until I started seeing like a researcher does trends yeah I started seeing you know I would sprain my ankle once the next week the other one and I knew that something was up because I never have pain ever, ever. And I know that you know there's something off. So um we uh, just like the tango underworld, there are energy uh, healers and energy workers and I uh, gravitate to them and there's this wonderful woman that I uh, interact with all the time and we clear each other. Mm-hmm. And it's a very difficult process. And what's interesting about your question is that the energy, I call it psychic attacks mm-hmm. that people get. Mm-hmm. In the past, you could literally understand where a psychic attack came from, and even pinpoint the reasons. But since COVID, it just bounces it's like a healthy carrier. Mm-hmm. It it bounces off and it is phenomenal where, you know, the energy, the dynamics, it's very, very difficult. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting in, in many respects, but then it's similar to the idea of a virus because you're always, you know, you have to look over your shoulder, you know, you have to watch your back and, and I don't like living like that. So I have a, a process every day where I, you know, you know, when I get up, I check myself out and I mm-hmm. see how I am and all the body parts and checks, you know, in my, my aura and all of that. And uh, because I know that I have this threshold of pain. So if I feel, you know, uh, if there's pain in this finger, it's not arthritis, I know there's something up, you know, right. that kind of thing. So, so I, it's, it's, a it's, it's like, how can I put it? It's like uh, keeping your body and mind in shape every day. It's a lifelong process and working with energy is a lifelong process, especially today and across the screens. It just comes, you know, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Have you had any experiences of um, knowing that there was, I don't know, you, you walk into a room and you know, there's something off. Have that, has that ever happened to you?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I um yeah you know, I think to those times of um I also um I'm a big like uh I, I was talking about this with someone recently actually and I um I have three settings for my dreams and that's it they oh, just cycle wait, through the, wait, 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 the wait same minute, three settings. Wait a
1: minute. What do you mean settings?
0: So like I have um, my dreams will take place in one of three places on essentially a it's not any place I've ever been, but a university campus slash a city. Um, So it's a campus in the city, kind of like the one that I have, but it's a different city. It's a different campus. Or I have a hotel that I am just in and there's things that are happening kind of there. Um, And the third setting is... it's it's again a city but it's but it's separate from these other two places but i was saying one of the things that i i realized i hadn't realized it until i was talking with this person was there's a doorway that goes to all three and i'd never realized that they were connected until i was really like trying to analyze it. And basically there's this one building and in one dream, it's where I live in one dream. It's where I'm staying at the hotel. And in one dream, it's where I'm going to get my car basically, but it's all the same building and realizing kind of the connection between that. I, it was, I still don't know exactly what it means necessarily. Wait a minute. But, um, it, um, it,
1: is there ever water in the dreams?
0: <sighs> mm. There is a body of water next to the hotel,
1: uh-huh Yeah, because as I he- you know, as you were explaining, I have similar settings, hmm. but I didn't until you said it, I didn't realize it was university. It was always hmm. a, a restaurant or a large setting or yeah. you know it was where, where there were so many a, a large house where there were so many floors and a garage at yeah. one level, there was a garage where there were cars. And in mostly all of these long, uh, detailed dreams, there's some kind of water that's under the garage that, that that's flowing, or uh, some, uh, some trickling down on the side of the mm. building. There's always some kind of water around, uh, water under a bridge nearby the at the university and um yeah yeah it's interesting
0: i'll have to pay attention and see if uh, yeah, if i can identify it. other water yeah the one the one constant though whenever i'm in the kind of university slash city setting that one that that specific setting um i'm constantly well a i'm constantly missing classes um <laughs> <laughs> which is which is not good um and then the second part is i'm i'm constantly searching for this little bodega that oh. i visited the first time i visited this setting and cannot find for the life of me. Um, any <laughs> other time that I go back. It must um, be a woman. <laughs> it must
1: be a uh, love right, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. But, but I say all of that to say, like, I, you know, grew up very, I wouldn't say very religious, but I certainly grew up in like a, a Christian household yeah. and really started to kind of yeah, and a lot of like, oh, whatever, mysticism, oh, whatever, spirituality. And now I'm sorry, like, I just, because I do feel energy from people, it really it made me stop and go, well, why is that? And where, where's that coming from? And it really kind of shifted my mindset to say, no, I think this is, this is real. Like, this is not just oh, yes. something that people yes. say.
1: Um, thoughts are energy. And I can't stress that enough people don't get it your thoughts move mountains and of course well you know that people say you have to have a positive mindset all of this mindfulness and all of that it is literally you move energy they are energy that 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 moves and you see it you see it um when you walk into a room and there are no people you also feel the energy there and that, Absolutely. that can frighten people a lot. Um, but when you are with people at a party, you know where to stay, you know, stay mm. which people to stay away from and who to gravitate towards, you know. Yeah. Before, I, in the past, I always used to say, well, um, the way a person speaks to you is a calling card. I don't need that anymore. I could just, you feel the energy, you know. It's yeah. uh, it's it's very strong, very no, strong.
0: I, I I love that you say that because I I think you're exactly right. Like there's there are clearly things that repel us or attract us, and um and it is all just energy that we are, you know, that the frequencies that we're picking up. I used to I could to remember
1: I could remember moments when in in a in a supermarket, large supermarket, when I, sniffing, and I would sniff all through the aisles until I I because there was a smell that I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I now I don't do that because now, well, you have a mask on sometimes, you know, but it's the energy that you feel and 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 mm-hmm. it's so strong. And people, I think are starting to feel the energy, feel yeah. other people's energy more. Um, because that is what you have to go on um, right. uh, often.
0: And I think that's because of the lack of it for so long, right. right? Like exactly. like not right. having it, right. I think, has really attuned a lot right. of us to say, Oh, that's what's missing, right? Yeah, that right, is right. the piece that's missing. And like I said, the, the, what the first thing I said to you was when I came back. That first thing I felt was the energy. Like that was yeah, a complete exactly if for me. So, um, yeah, well, we we have just blown by this hour. Uh, <laughs> we could have <laughs> we could have we we could have done this for another eight. I'm sure easily. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <laughs> though that would be great for you going to bed at four a.m. <laughs> oh, um, that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, as it was such coming, a pleasure, though it was it was an absolute pleasure. Said, yeah. Um, as we're wrapping up, just quickly. Oh, um, I remember if, you
1: said there were <laughs> questions. Okay, I'm ready. I'm listening.
0: If if you could just give our listeners some advice for how to find that bliss through movement, um, how do how just how do they start? How do how how do you start doing that?
1: Okay, it's quite easy and and complicated at the same time. What I always uh, tell people today, you know, not everyone loves to dance. Not everyone likes to even listen to music or or feel. That moved by music. But what I always say is the best thing you can do for yourself, instead of running, you know, a hundred yard dash or anything, get a little mat and lie on the ground, lie on your, you know, bedroom floor, on on your kitchen floor and see what the pavement, what the floor is telling you about yourself. Uh, Where do parts of your body and your skeleton are how? which parts are placed more firmly? Where are their hollow shapes? Do you actually feel that you have a back because you can't see it and people don't really even know what it looks like? And mm-hmm. so when um, you get that scan, you start doing that scan, you add a few movements and it's usually um, first an arm or a leg, then the other arm or the other leg, then diagonals, a leg and an arm. And you start to try to rotate using your your pelvis, uh, your hips as well. But I like to use the pelvis because there's something called a pelvis clock, mm-hmm. you know, the movement at 12, 3, 6, and right. 9, back to 12, where that gives you orientation. And when we move, there are two fundamental truths. Uh, that I usually tell the people I work with, and I work with co- voice coaching. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, the pelvis will orient your movement. It will help you facilitate any movement you want to 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 make, and your head and eyes will give you the impetus. So the oh, eyes, yeah. more than anything else, are so fundamental in in really giving you that thrust and. Uh, those few movements, you know, the arm and the leg, and then the alternating um, arm and leg combination added to that, you add a way of breathing, alternating ways of breathing. You breathe out when you raise the arm, you breathe in when you put lower it and then change that and see where the air grows goes and see if there are parts of your spine after the whole, you know, little, exercising that you do uh, if then you scan again and you lie down flat and see what the the floor is telling you well we have we have longer arms usually and a longer leg if we're only using the right and on the right side usually that will be longer and will be placed more firmly and your shoulders are 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 more uh flat usually and you can actually almost start to feel the your the small of your back which is more uh placed and that's that's the start of knowing how to move and and yeah. moving because you you need something it's not really walking you know you come from tango they it's tango is just a walk you have to know yeah. how to walk right yeah. but if you but a lot, it's hard to walk it's really hard to walk uh, if you don't know what to do with your hips and your right. your pelvis you know yeah. and how to turn your head with an easy, easily. So that's, that's what I would, um, that's how I would start.
0: I think that's great. I think that's absolutely (laughs) great. Thanks.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Good.
0: Um, Just our last question is what would you like to promote?
1: Oh, to promote Mm, Jesus, I would promote movement on all levels. And um, if, if I could promote one thing, it would be uh, the possibility that people could just for one moment, Uh, think that half an hour during the day not any time during the day when they're comfortable that they can walk barefoot and breathe and try walking backwards and because people who have back pain walking backwards just clears it just clears it you just walk backwards in in your living room around in circles and it's gone Uh, my book is not on the market yet but I'll say the draft title again, Live Like I've Got Superpowers, uh, The Magic of Pleasure Seeking, Claudia Monticelli. That's what I'll promote. (laughs) Awesome.
0: Well, Claudia, it really has been an absolutely delightful experience. And um, I'd love to have you back. I think we can, like I said, I think we (laughs) could do uh, many more of these. So absolutely. (laughs) But thank you so much. And um, we'll see everybody next time on What's Your Bliss. It was a
1: pleasure. Bye-bye, Thomas. Thank you.
0: You can find What's Your Bliss at anythingbutcredible.com and on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. Please follow on Twitter and Instagram at Your Pod, and like What's Your Bliss on Facebook. If you have any questions for me, or if you'd like to be a guest or advertise on the podcast, please email me at yourblisspodcast at gmail.com. Please check out anythingbutcredible.com to find all the additional awesome content and podcasts, including Offended, Movie Merge, Going Off Topic, and of course, the Anything But Credible podcast.